What's going on, everyone? I'm Mackenzie Ingram. This is Everything In Between. And in this episode, I'm going to be answering some questions. So I got about maybe 10, 11 questions. Um, and I don't want this episode to be super long. So we're going to jump right into it. This first one, which also goes into like five more. Um, this person said, in each episode, you ask everyone what their favorite verse is. So I want to know what yours is and why. My favorite verse is Galatians 6, 9. Um, do not grow weary in well-doing for at the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. And I love that verse so much because it was one that I literally held so tightly to um, when I was going through this really hard period of healing. And it was just such an encouraging text to do good, to be patient, and to not give up. And I think, you know, there's so many situations in life where we could just easily give up or we could easily choose to do the wrong thing or the bad thing or the sinful thing or whatever that looks like. Um, but I honestly like hold on to this verse every day that just do good, like do not grow weary and well doing. Don't get tired of doing good at some point at in, in the proper timing and God's timing, you are going to reap that harvest. Um, you just can't give up. And I think that's just a, a really nice message with life. Um, they then went on to ask me basically all the questions that I asked at the end of each episode. So the first one that they asked me was, what's the best piece of advice that you have received? M the best piece of advice I have received is to be where your feet are. We talk about that a lot on this podcast, how life we can get so caught up in yesterday and tomorrow. We can get caught up in where we want to be. We can get lost in the past that we forget to enjoy the present. We don't see what God is doing for us in the present. We don't enjoy the beautifulness of where we are right now. And to be where I am today in this most peaceful place, it's because I am present where my feet are. I'm content with my, where my feet are. It's not to say that I, I want don't want to take more steps forward or maybe there's some days where I take a couple steps back, but being present in your today will bring you so much more peace. The next one is something you wish you would have told your younger self. Something I wish I would have told young McKenzie back in the day, especially in high school, is nothing can fill those voids but God. Like I ran to everything but God. Men, money, sports, social media. Like I tried every worldly way to feel the to fill the voids that were inside of me and none of them succeeded. None of them they maybe helped me out temporarily. Um but at some point I always ran empty again and it wasn't until I really dove in, locked in and gave God my all that he was able to fill those voids, to heal them and, um, you know, to to really help me grow from them, learn from them and be better because of them. The next one is something you wish you would have known sooner. Um, my worth there. I was just talking to my mom about this the other day, like, I think back on the things that I tolerated from the people that I dated and it makes me sick to my stomach. Like I don't have 
like I don't have any regret um, because I think life is a is a book full of lessons and I'm grateful for that. But I just I wish I would have known my worth sooner so that I could have saved myself a lot of heartbreak and a lot of disrespect, um, if that makes sense. This one is this next one. I think this is the last one of these questions. Um, best piece of advice for singles. The best thing I would say is to enjoy this time. Like as hard as that can be, enjoy this time because you're not going to get it back. Like I think we underestimate relationships and marriage and having kids and don't realize that once we find that person and get into that committed relationship or get married or have kids, like it's no longer just our life. Um, and so I'm enjoying this single season when I want to go do something, I go do it. I don't have to worry about other people. Do I want to be in a relationship and eventually get married and have kids? Absolutely. Um, but I know that's not what God has for me right now. So I'm going to enjoy where my feet are. (laughs) Um, let's see. This goes in great with the next question from someone else. They said, are you single and why? Yes, I am single. Um, and why I would just say mainly because I'm waiting, waiting on God. I think that I've done enough, um, experimenting and trial and error that I no longer want to like go and find something myself. Because when I've done that, when I've chased things, when I've gone kind of outside of God's will, I always end up heartbroken and sad and depressed. And I don't want that anymore. The next relationship that I get in, I want that to be my last one, not to put pressure on that. But I just don't want to like be dating to date anymore. And um, I know my God is a faithful God. So I'm just waiting on him pretty much. And I have no issue um, with that at all. Someone asked, if you were stranded on a remote island, who would it be with? And what would you eat? One meal. This actually goes into another question that I was asked. If you could have just one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? So if I were to be stranded on a remote island, who would it be with? Probably you. Uh, Erica asked this question. So um, probably Erica, I guess hypothetically, if I was like married or with someone, I would like to be stranded with them. Um, but yeah, probably my best team. And then for the food, like what could you eat for one meal or what food could you have for the rest of your life? It would have to be a pub sub. It would be a turkey public sub with lettuce, pickles, olives, banana peppers, oil and vinegar, salt and pepper. That is like chef's kiss. I love that so much. I could eat it every single day, literally every single day. Next question is, why did you choose? This is like complete turn. (laughs) Why did you choose to stop having sex and how far along are you in your journey? Um, So for those that don't know, I am celibate. I am two years, a little over two years into my journey. And I stopped because there are a couple reasons. Um, The main reason is because I want to do right by God. And it was a heavy, heavy, heavy conviction that he began to really place on my heart. Um, And I I fully believe that it was in the time where I was really growing closer to God. 
And I got to see the goodness of God, which made me fall in love with God, which made me want to do right by God. And so anything that I was doing that was hurting him, it hurt me. And the amount of shame and guilt I felt after I had sex with someone who did not deserve me, nor did I deserve them, like that shame and that guilt, it was like I got a heartbreak. Like it was so severe that I didn't want to deal with that anymore. Um, And yeah, so just the convictions as I grew closer to God and you wouldn't sit and deliberately continue to hurt someone that you truly loved. And so I didn't want to keep doing that to God. Advice for people who are celibate slash abstinent. Um, I'm like kind of confused because at first I thought I was absent and then someone told me I'm celibate and I thought celibate was like, um, you're not ever having sex and then absent was you're waiting. So I really actually don't know which one, um, someone let me know, or I can try to Google it again, but whatever. I would just say, know yourself, you know, your triggers, you know, certain situations, places, things that you cannot do without it leading to something else um, and create discipline within yourself to stay out of those situations. Like if you can't go over someone's house to watch a movie without that leading into something, don't go to their house and watch a movie. Like that's discipline. That's, um, you know, being bold and saying like, Hey, sorry, I can't come over, but maybe we can go to an actual movie or go out to eat, go somewhere out in public. Um, I will say I have pretty good self-control, but there are certain situations that certain situations, certain things, certain moments that I know like I cannot do. And if I do fall into that, I have to stop because it's just going to continue on to something that I don't want. And also surrounding yourself with people who they don't necessarily have to be walking on that same journey with you, but someone who's going to support what you're doing. Like if, if you're with someone who has told you they can't walk in celibacy with you, you shouldn't be with them. If you're doing, if you're with someone who is only walking in that journey for you, I would say to be careful because it's not their goal to stay pure and we all get weak. We all have our moments. And so you don't ever want to be in a situation where you're weak and you kind of cave in and then they just are like, all right, bet, let's go because it's not their goal either. So just be careful with that. Um, But also just have friends around you that support you, that respect what you're doing. Um, There's nothing more draining than having people in your circle that are like, girl, just go do this boy. Like, who cares? Just go hook up with someone like you need people in your corner that are going to support and push you to be better. This one says, is it okay for saved people to drink alcohol considered a sin or not? It is not a sin. Drinking is not a sin. Um, For me, it is okay to drink. Like nowhere in the Bible does it say that drinking alcohol is a sin Um, Jesus turned water into wine. Okay. What do you, he knew what those people were going to do with that wine. So he knew what they were already drinking wine, like the wine ran out. And, um, so drinking is not a sin. Being drunk is a sin. And so for me, I never had the conviction of being drunk. I've drank, uh, 
throughout college and I still do now. But again, like as I grew closer to God, the things that hurt him began to hurt me. So now I do have a conviction of being drunk, but I didn't have that conviction right when I was saved. Not saying at all that you need to go out there and be getting drunk because in the Bible, it does call us to be sober minded, but that's not going to be everyone's conviction right now. And that's not, everyone isn't going to get, be at that place right now. So it's your journey, um, into that. I encourage you to know your limits. Same thing with walking in celibacy. Like if you know, after having one glass of wine or a margarita or a beer that you're now beginning to like get close to that line, have discipline to stop. You know, I know my limits. I know that I can't have more than two margaritas when I go out. And so I usually just have one. Like it is okay to drink. Okay. Drinking is not a sin. Being drunk is a sin. Um, and yeah. Next question is most impactful moment with experiencing the Holy Spirit. Honestly, I've had a couple. Um, I think the most impactful ones that I have is when like he will tell me to go do or say something and I do it and then it's like confirmed, you know, outside of the one of my main experience. My voice is like totally cracking today, but whatever. I had one like big experiment, a big experiment experience with him. And that's when he just like lifted all this hurt and unforgiveness and everything off of me. But I think the most recent one actually happened last night. Um, I was watching my friend's story and she's been going through a lot. She just recently lost her mom and she's going through this um, 90 day like healing journey. And she's around day 50 or 51. Um, and on her story, she was basically talking about how like she's this month has really been struggling. And for some reason, when I was listening to her, the words, um, you're being pruned or like you're pruning, I'm pruning you came to my mind, but I just kind of kept clicking through her story, went on to someone else's story. And it was just tugging so much on my heart that I went back to her story and I said, hold on, let me pull it up so I know exactly what I said. I said, I don't know why, but in print, in quotations, your being pruned came to my mind when I heard this. I don't know what that means or if that means anything, but I just wanted to share. Y'all, she's doing this devotional and um, her devotional for day 40 and 41 was talking about being pruned. And I just was like shook. Because I wasn't going to say it sometimes like, you know, when the Holy Spirit puts something on you, it's kind of like, I don't want to be like the weird one. That's why I was like, I don't know why or if this means anything or whatever. But when she sent me the screenshots of what her devotional was saying, I was shook. Like the fact that the Holy Spirit put that on my heart and that was the devotional that she did, like stuff like that to me is super cool. And just reaffirming that he speaks And when you speak, when he speaks, we should listen because like he's speaking for a reason. All right. Two more. Do you think it's okay to be friends with people from other religions? Absolutely. Um, Yes, absolutely. And I think it's also, I was listening to this one podcast, depending on, on where you are in your faith and if you are in a place where you are mature enough to even learn about other religions because you can't talk about or argue. Um, I don't even want to use the word argue, but like go back and forth with something that you don't know. Right. And so having friends of other religions 
opens up an area for great conversations. It opens up great opportunities for you to show them Jesus. And if they have questions, you are better suited if you know more, not even more, but if you just know at least the basis of their religion so that you can kind of combat the two, if that makes sense. Um, But also in the Bible, it calls us to make disciples of all nations. Nations means people. So all people, rich, poor, um, Islam, Jehovah Witness, Jewish, like all people we are to make disciples with um, and show them Jesus. So yes, I think that is definitely okay. Last one is hardest part of following Jesus. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm glad that you know that following Jesus is hard. Like it's not for the weak. But I think the hardest part is dying to yourself every day. Like we are to die to our flesh every day and pick up our cross. And there are some days where that is really hard for me to do. And um, this past month, honestly, that's been like my struggle is dying to myself. But I just posted something on my Instagram story that said um, to miss your kingdom assignment because you have become too caught up in your personal kingdom itself is the greatest is the greatest tragedy you could ever face. And I was like, wow, that's so good. I actually posted that before and I didn't realize. But I think it's so true. Like we can get so caught up in ourselves in our in our kingdom in our world that we can be completely missing the kingdom of God, um, our kingdom assignment from God. And that honestly scares me. Like I don't want to miss my assignment from God. I don't. Um, and he actually just recently kind of shook me up with some stuff along those lines and it scared me y'all. I'm not going to lie. So just dying to your flesh is the hardest part for me. Well, that's it y'all. Um, thank you so much for those who asked questions. Sorry, I was late. I've started a new job and it's been busy and it's been an adjustment. So I just lost track of time this week. Um, but we're here, we did it, but I love you guys. Um, and let me pray us out. Dear God, I thank you for today. I thank you for just, um, your sons and daughters listening to this, God. I pray just whatever they are in need for this week, God, that you give that to them. Um, Peace, strength, wisdom, redemption, whatever it is uh, that they need, a blessing, a miracle, um, or just a word from you, God, that you give them that. Um, Lord, I I ask that you help them die to their flesh. I think when we think about dying to our flesh, we think that it's something that we have to personally do ourselves, but it's okay to ask you for help. It's okay for, for us to ask you to strip things away that we find a desire in that you don't. Um, God, I pray that your, your children grow closer to you so that they can see your goodness. And when they see your goodness, they can fall in love with you. And when they fall in love with you, they want to do right by you. That. They no longer want to hurt you or do the things that hurt you, but ultimately also hurt them. Um, So just be with your children this week, God. Bless them, love them. And um, I just thank you so much for them and all of their beautiful souls. God, we love you. We trust you. We thank you and we praise you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.